Hey drivers, are you thinking about becoming a lease operator? Well, NCI is leasing out one to two-year-old Kenworth T680 double bunk condo tractors, fully loaded with APU and fridge, plus the company is owned by their own product. That's right, they deliver mainly their own freight, which means your business will be thriving for a long time to come. 844-311-7076. That's 844-311-7076. And tell them TalkCDL sent you. Please, thank you. Hey, truck drivers, I want to talk to you real quick about an invention that was invented by a trucker for truckers. It's a tool called Magnus Stop. Basically, if you want to slide your axles hassle-free without needing any help, it's a little four by five inch tool. It utilizes a pin and a magnet. Crazy simple. I'm surprised nobody ever invented it before. Anyways, you merely stop, get out, pull your pin, Put your Magnus Stop device in the hole right beside the hole you want it to stop at. Then you either pull forward or you back up. Magnus Stop stops you exactly where you need to be stopped every single time. It's durable. It's very affordable. It's $49.95. If you mention Talk CDL online in the promo code, you get $10 off. So it's now only $39.95 for Talk CDL viewers which is an awesome, awesome deal. Magnus Stop is the tool you need today, and you can get it at magnusstop.online. That's M-A-G-N-A-S-T-O-P dot online. Check it out and let us know here at TalkCDL how that product is working out for you. Thank you. Oh, and it's also free shipping and handling. It doesn't get any better than that. Thank you very much. Enjoy the show. Zero one niner. <laughs> Zero one niner. I'm doing a little bit of Nassau talk. Hey, did you know that the area code, a little little information, the area code for Nassau over on the Space Coast is 321. Really? You, yeah, it's actually 321 is the area code over there, and it's not by accident either. They actually uh, made that happen. They requested it, got the area code. And most people don't realize that, you know, because of the countdown for the rocket, three, two, one, mm-hmm. liftoff, is literally NASA's area code. Pretty cool. Little piece of information that absolutely means nothing. It's that useless stuff. I'm, I'm the king of useless information. Let me tune you in here. For some reason, you're, can you talk into the mic? I am talking. No, for real, I need you to talk into the mic. I'm talking in the mic. Okay, there you are. You're a little loud. All right. Anyways, hey, TalkCDL, we're back from about two, three weeks. We've been out of the office or out of the studio, and we are back now making pods. We are back. And you have some news. Let's just get started. I mean, why why tell people we were gone? Just... Because you did. I did. (laughs) You did it. All right, there you go. All right, well, you're back. And Ruthann, what do you have for our trucker friends, our brothers and sisters that drive tractor-trailer drivers, big riggers, truckers, truck drivers? Hmm? Hmm. What do you have for them? Do you have something that's worth listening to? I hope. Okay. I mean, geez. Go ahead. Let's hear it. Okay, so the FMCSA, Okay. we all know that the hours of service that they proposed to the White House for review, 
they had submitted that. They don't know when it's going to be approved, but they're guessing from what they received back. July 31st is when it's going to be reported back to them that they would be able to publish it. You have 47 days, drivers, to comment on whatever it is that was proposed to give your input. You have from July 31st to September 16th. Once you you can give your information there, then, you know, as far as what you... Okay, where do they give that information? Well, if you shut your mouth long enough for me to get everything out, you will hear all that fun stuff. I just, I just like to get right to it. You like to get a lot of stuff. So you just report it to the FMCSA. What your... your what, FMCSA.org? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's the hours of service. They haven't really published the exact website yet because it hasn't been released for the... Oh, it's going to be after July 31st. That's when they can make their comments. For, yes. They have 47 days after they've made their decision. Yeah. Well, they've already proposed it to the White House. To It's called OMB, which is the Office of Management and Budget for the FMCSA for their hours of service. Once they get that back from the White House, once they approve or whatever they say, once they get that back from them, then they can go ahead and and have the drivers give their comments and their input on how they feel that should be or, you know, if they agree or disagree, but you have 47 days from that to be able to do it. See, here's my question. When I hear what you're talking about here, just in, in, in my mind... I'm thinking, what what kind of crock is that? It's like, okay, so you're going to make up a new rule, mm-hmm. but then you want to hear what we think about it. As as if our opinions are going to change it. Are, are, are they taking our opinions in consideration? Yeah. Really? That's what they say. <laughs> that's, that's what they say. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't make sense. But you know what? Hopefully, well, I had heard that the new hours of services, they're going to be definitely doing away with the 30-minute break, which... That's a that's nice to get rid of that. Most drivers, honestly, it's annoying to begin with. Um, I don't know. And I was talking to a driver. In fact, I was talking to Trucker Ron today, and we were talking about the new hours of service, possibly. And he agreed with me, you know, which of course most people do. Um, oh gosh! Think about that. If mm. you put the driver in control, I, I've been saying it. I'll probably sound like a broken record. If you put the driver in control of the log. If you make everything satellite-based to where, look, there's no cheating, it is what it is, but let the driver take a break and do whatever he wants, when he wants, split the sleeper berth, do all that stuff, and let the program do all the math, and it'll tell you what you have left. If you're at a shipper and you're allowed to go out back and you know you're going to be there for four hours, go in the sleeper berth, split everything up, and... You know, your hours calculate. It tells you when you can drive. You don't have to do recaps and all that other crap. You can just drive. And and uh, if the driver was more in control of it, I believe it would... It would. I'll tell you my, my main reason. Do you want to know my main reason is for that? Hmm. First off, I don't like being told when I have to drive. You don't like being told anything, but... But here's what I think. I think you're taking the fun out of trucking... With all the regulation, mm-hmm. you're making it to, I mean, at one time trucking was, if you wanted to be a cowboy, I'm serious now, you want to live life on the road, you want to be the guy that's delivering in Vegas today, on his way to Dallas tomorrow, coming home when he pleases, and just living the life, but putting his time in and driving the miles, but 
when you start saying, okay, well, here's how we're going to regulate you to where you have to drive, and this is where you lose and win, it, it, it takes, it makes you almost feel like you're not really a man out there anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, children, daddy's now telling you when you can do this, when you can do that. And to be honest with you, it just sounds like a bunch of crap. I'm glad I don't even drive with this electronic log. I'm, I've never had to use ELDs. I'm glad. Anyways, I'm back. Mm. How you doing? When 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 do you get sick again? <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I'm planning on being sick. Honestly, whatever I had, I don't wish that on anybody. A head full of snot. He's a big baby when he gets sick too. I am a big baby when I get sick. You are horrible. Being sick sucks. I'm serious. Being sick sucks. Not many people really ever, enjoy it. I hardly ever get sick, but when I get sick, look out. Yeah, I can't the whole sit. house knows. The, all the snot that comes out of your freaking nose, my head, it felt like somebody stuffed two toilet roll tissue papers in my head. You just, and you can't sleep. It was a pain in the butt. I couldn't stand it. It was actually a pain in your throat, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and I had a sore throat. So, anyways. All right. So, anyways, the hours of service is being reviewed. They did see. Um, Put in for reforms to make on the 14-hour rule with the split be, split sleeper berth and the 30-minute break. So figure the month of August to go in and get your, your input put in there. So that was that one. Next one is the ELD um, being switched over. The requirements from the small, you know, from going from the, I can't even remember how to even say A-O-B-R-D-S. Of the old system? Yes. To the, the onboard. Right. Yeah. To the new systems. There, I guess by December, yeah, you have to have it completely switched over. I just heard that the other day they have six months. Yeah. Six months and all, I think it's, it's more on small carriers. Am I right? Well, that's the ones that haven't done anything yet. That's the small carriers. About. They're the ones that are like. Feeling the pressure right now. Well, it's because a lot of them haven't done anything. Right now, it's it's stating by their the data collectors that the trucks that are the carrier there was 162 carriers that they did, and it's basically with 250. And, and when you less. say that they did, you mean that they surveyed? They surveyed. Survey says um, 160 carriers between five and 250 trucks is who did the polls. Out of those polls, 83% of the carriers indicated they are ELD ready, while 17% are still using the onboards. Um, when they combined everything, 81% um, of the fleet that was ELD, the 19% still using um, eight onboards. I cannot get that out. For whatever reason, I do not want to say onboard. I'm looking at the statistics here, and it states, like, the trucks that are anywhere from... F- 46 to 60, they're 100% ELDs right what do you now. Mean 46 to 60. 46 to 60 f- trucks, uh, trucks in their in fleet. A fleet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Those, those companies are completely done. The ones that are under that, they're mostly all done. But then you have these, these fleets that are like like the 70, the, the, the people that are around 70 trucks, they're still like almost half, not even over, switched over yet. Right. I heard there was. I think I heard what they consider small carriers. Only one in five have actually complied with the ELDs is what I heard the other day. Now, here's what my question is. What now, do you have it in front of you, the penalty? 
for anybody that doesn't meet the December deadline to go from the old style onboarding systems to the new ELD systems. And, and I hear a good percent of them are waiting until the very last minute to switch over. Yeah, they are. They're waiting till the um, August. Some of them are waiting till August to start doing the switchover so that it will be completed by then, where other ones are just waiting to the very, very, very last minute. I don't know if they think that for whatever reason it's going to, you know, maybe something's going to change, but I don't expect, you know, like I'm not seeing anything that's saying that it's going to change. It's good. It's, they've already had enough time. Is there anything indicating what the penalty is going to be? I'm, my guess is they're going to be shut down. This will this will not they will not go a day past. This was the grace period that they're now um, have the deadline because there's probably drivers out there going. Wait a second, last year we were all supposed to be no. That's last year everybody was supposed to be on some type of ELD, which like you're saying the old system is now being flipped over, but now they all have to comply to the same. I guess. I don't know. I, I, I want to say software, but that would be wrong. But the, the same type of reporting system or whatever the case is. But I imagine the penalty is going to suck. Yeah, the, you have um, 41% are waiting until November to switch. 23% are waiting until October to switch. And then the 27% are waiting until December. So they're really, honestly, waiting to the fourth quarter to start doing all their switching. I don't see anything to say what the penalty is going to be as of right now. I'm not seeing that. Here's my question, though. Hmm. Uh, why would you, you know, when people wait till the very last minute, they're the ones that always end up getting screwed because you wait till the last minute. And what happens if there's like something that holds you up <laughs> to where all of a sudden now you're going past now your drivers, including your company are going to, are going to receive heavy fines. And, and look, I'm with you guys. Believe me, all this regulation is a bunch of BS to me. If I was a driver, I wouldn't want to have the regulations all over me like this. But at the same time, you, you when you don't comply with with honestly the government when when they get involved, you're going to pay some heavy fines. Well, you're opening yourself up definitely. They're saying a lot of the companies are saying the reason they haven't made the switch is because the complaints or the malfunctioning ELDs is what prevented them from switching too fast because they didn't want to make a decision too quickly. Well, you had a couple of years to decide and, and look over everything. There's no reason now. There's no excuse now that they can use that why they haven't switched other than the fact that they don't want to spend the money. Hey, just one other thing I'd like to add on to this. Last week, or not last week, the last time we were on a few weeks ago, you had brought up about ELDs at breakdown and what do you do in that case? Mm-hmm. Well, a driver wrote in, and this is something that I didn't know. We, I, we don't know every single thing. Okay, we do research it. A driver wrote in to me at Troy at TalkCDL.com. <laughs> but anyways, and he said, hey, Troy, uh, just so you know, the rule is that every truck driver is supposed to always have a uh, paper logbook on hand just in case of a malfunction on your ELD. So that's already a rule, and most people were probably laughing when we did that last pod because that is the case. You're supposed to, ha- and I, I would imagine not everybody knows that, but you are supposed to have a paper log with you. You're supposed to, but, you know. That's the rule. Here's the thing. You weren't supposed to use two logs before, and drivers did. So whether or not you listen to the DOT all the time, you know, some might not have done it. What else you got? Especially new ones. Uh, Truckers and their freight being hijacked. Okay. I didn't realize certain things, which, of course, 
duh, I'm not you know, like swift when it comes to certain things like this. Well, did you just say I'm not swift? <laughs> I realized after I said it how funny. So you use the word swift as meaning like you're not too smart. Is that a so is that it a was, swift joke? It wasn't intentional. That's actually so you didn't so you, for all the swift drivers listening. I wasn't making and you sound stupid. No. Yeah, you're really and you're really coming through with your laugh there. It's like real loud. Sorry. But okay, so that was not a swift joke. Mm-mm. No. Okay, it wasn't too swift. All right. <laughs> all right. So. They were saying that there's been a huge increase in the thefts in cargo this oh, really? year. Yeah, compared to last year. And they, some of them are, of course, fake police, which is huge in Africa. And yeah, yeah. We, we only care about here. I mean, we care about anybody else getting ripped off. But is, is the theft gone up in the United States? Yeah, it has. Uh, right now, it's saying that. On average, I want to say it was worldwide, was 15 cargo um, hijacks per day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because did you know, like, last year the United States alone had probably less than 20? I think it wasn't many. It was, like, really low numbers. Yeah, that is globally. It says, however, the report does say that there was an average of 15 cargo thefts theft incidences per day, which would imply a global total of about 5340 Per, per year. 5,340. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I will give you what North America and Central America say because it doesn't really split it up. That's what we care about. Okay. So in North and Central America, the median value of a theft was 58,500. Really? Cargo thefts are particularly violent in Central America with truck hijacking using as a primary tactic. That's, that's, when you say Central America, you're talking about Colombia. Yeah. You, you know, where, yeah, I guess it is violent because they come on board with Uzis and. Oh, and, it was, it was. Oh, yeah. They were, they're, I'm, I'm just glad I don't drive in those areas. Uh, you know, Godspeed with anybody that is. Um, it's a markedly different situation in Canada and the U.S. Thieves in those jurisdictions typically target unattended trucks at insecure locations such as truck stops and gas stations. Do you know why, though? Because you know why it's, it's diff- Do you know why it's different in Central America to here? It's called the law. Mm-hmm. They don't have one down there. <laughs> they the gorillas are the law. I'm serious. No, they they. You they could, if you started hijacking trucks in the United States, you'd get your head blown off. What's wrong? You I, had a I, weird look on your computer. I just realized I didn't turn my volume down. I didn't want to like an email or something to come in and go ding real loud on my. Yeah. Turn so, your, just turn your internet off. Okay, as I was saying, so. In, the, in this region, 37% of all theft attacks are hijackings. 25% of the incidents involve theft of a shipping container or trailer, and a further 15% involve the theft of a vehicle. Okay, now this is in what area? This region, U.S. Okay. So how many, how many do we have this year so far, don't you know? And what, what state is number one for hijackings? Do we have that right now? None of that stuff? As of yet, no. Okay. Go on, Ruthann. I was just reading. It says Mexico is the number one country for attacks and accounts for 68% of all thefts. The United States is in a far distant second at 23%. Other countries account for minimal percentages of thefts and attacks. So are, it goes Mexico, then United States, and then other countries. But that's, that's why, like, when you talk to a trucker in the United States, you, I guarantee you, 99.9% of them would never take loads into Mexico. And because of 
being hijacked. I wonder what Werner's going to do because Werner just opened up that border where. But they're the bo- It's on this side. I know, but they they have it to go back and forth between Mexico and, and the United States for transporting. No, oh, yeah, that's going to be up to them. Hmm. All right. Do you have anything else for you then? I do. What do you got? Moving on. Moving on. The fatalities, truck fatalities. Um, I don't have 2019 statistics yet. Yeah, you won't. But from 2017 to 2018, there was a, a definite increase in truck fatalities. And you know what everybody's going to blame that on? ELDs. I'm serious. What would ELDs have anything to do with it? Because of drivers having to drive when they're tired, when their clock starts, and drivers having to rush to get to somewhere to try to absolutely beat the other guys to get a parking space. Hmm. It's, it's, a, it's a cluster right now. Yeah, I didn't think I that. mean, they're blaming ELDs on a lot of things. Believe it or not, it's, it's just not... Hell, I'll go back to the ELD thing. It's not healthy being told when you can and cannot drive. It takes the fun out of trucking. So you're saying that the fatalities have gone up in tractor-trailer accidents? 9% increase in tractor tra- tra- truck-involved fatalities from 2016 to 17. As far as 2017 to 18, it is... Do you know what the number is? As far as exact, I can tell you that what it was for total accidents, but I was trying... Yeah, right that's now, all I want. 36,750 people were killed in traffic crashes in 18. I was... Fo- a lot of... Believe it or not, a lot of your fatalities, I think, were running between like 4,000 and 5,000 in the last 10 years. That's per year is, is involved in tractor trailer. And I think it was like 90% of all uh, tractor trailer versus four-wheeler accidents, 90% of the deaths were the four-wheelers, obviously. And it was like 72 or 78% of all tractor trailer car crashes combined were caused by the four-wheel, the unprofessional driver. This is, now, these are statistics done by DOT, not the trucking industry. So, yeah. What it says is that they estimate that the truck-involved fatalities increased by 3%, while pedestrian and pedicycles fatalities increased 4% and 10%. I believe also a lot of your accidents come from distracted driving, uh, and, and I know most accidents come from a distracted driver, but I mean by specifically the cell phone. I could definitely see that. Yeah, I think so. I so. mean, it's, 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 a, it's a highly distracted item. This is kind of a weird pod. It's yeah, been like three weeks since we're on here. Well, you know, there was so much different news. It was, I mean, I could pick anything, but I didn't want to pick certain things because it was just like repetitive, stupid stuff. So I was picking different stuff. Why are you looking at me so weird? Because you are acting really weird today. I am not. Okay. I am not. Okay, so... Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> Go ahead. What's next? Break safety week. Break safety week? Yeah. It's set for September. Okay. September 15th through the 22nd. The only reason I'm bringing it out now is they're going to go over certain items, and I wanted to make sure that, they're, that drivers can spend the month of August getting it all fixed. Okay, what are they going to be? They're going to be focusing on hoses and tubing. Oh, that's something new. Yeah. Well, I mean, because usually it's calibers or shoes or drums no. out of alignment, you know, out of adjust. Now it's going to be the hoses and the tubing. And you know what? I haven't thought of that in a long time. 
Well, you were saying about the out-of-adjustment. The out-of-adjustment brakes and other brake system violations represented 45% of all the out-of-service vehicle violations during the 18 road check. Wow. So, drivers, if your tubes, seriously, the little chambers, probably going from your wheel to your uh, brakes are not in, are not looking good, I would just change them. Well, yeah, it's, Especially it, you, you, own, you owner-operators, you know. It's saying, I'm going to go back to where it said it. It's, it says it wants to make sure that the tubing is um, not, like there's no problem that's properly attached, undamaged, and without leaks, and appropriately flexible. So you want to make sure that it's, it's flexing nice, too. So they want to make sure that it's not all hard and ready to start cracking, I guess. Okay. What else do you have, Ruthann? Do you have anything? That is it. That is it. A short and sweet little pod to get us back on track for doing podcasts. We'll be trying to knock out a few podcasts this week. And uh, anybody that's out there looking to interview on TalkCDL, please get a hold of us through Ruthann at TalkCDL.com or Troy at TalkCDL.com. And if you have an interesting story, something unique in trucking, um, anything, something really different, I, I, you know, it's funny. Every time I put something out, I put out, hey, I, I want to talk to somebody that was, you know, in a maybe a, a really bad accident. And so we get emails. You know, now we're trying to find somebody that's got something really different out there. Any kind of an incident. I don't care if it happened with a shipper, a receiver, something you witnessed, even a black dog, you know, something, something really different. There's a there's a trucker right now. There's two ladies, actually. One is in Hawaii and one is in um, West Virginia, I think it was. Mm. And she's donating one of her kidneys to her. Okay. So that's right now, right, one of the big things that are going on is this one female trucker is donating her kidney to the other. Well, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I mean, that's really nice of her and and loving. So that's really, uh, and it's from one trucker to the next. Did Mm -hmm. they know each other or is it just? No. She needed it, and a, and a trucker lady stepped up. That's yeah. awesome. I'd like to get her. They were on um, the one that's doing the donating was on Facebook. She was just like on her downtime, and she just started scrolling through, and she was on one of the lady trucker websites, um, women, women, women in Trucking or something like that it was called, and she was on there scrolling through, and she had seen an, uh, just an article where this lady had lupus, and oh, she wow. was going to have to get a new kidney or she was going to die, basically. So she's like, well, I'm just going to help that. So she... That's really cool. It is. You know, hats off to her. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So anyways, if you're a truck driver and you have witnessed something or a part of something weird, you got a really cool story, I'd love to tell your story here on Talk CDL. And we have a couple people that we're going to be interviewing hopefully this week. We're back now. We're in Orlando. And plus, like I said, I was out for a week in bed, unfortunately. Uh, but if you want to send sympathy cards to Troy, I'm kidding. No, don't, don't do that. Uh, no, I'm the one that needs the sympathy cards. Yeah, I hear you. <laughs> All right, Ruthann, I think we're out of here. Um, Short, sweet little pod. Thank you. All right. It's kind of like me. Short, sweet. Yep. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.